0: Hello, this is Archbishop William Laurie of Baltimore, and you are listening to Catholic Baltimore on Talk Radio 680 WCBM. Catholic Baltimore is a weekly radio program hosted by the Archdiocese of Baltimore, airing each Sunday following the broadcast of the Radio Mass of Baltimore. We are grateful to our Catholic radio partners for sharing with us some of the content in this program and for the opportunity to bring quality Catholic programming to the Archdiocese of Baltimore every Sunday.
1: Welcome to Catholic Baltimore. My name is Father Brian Nolan. I'm a priest of the Archdiocese of Baltimore. We have a wonderful guest today. uh, Caroline Rose Owens leads a podcast. She believed she's a young adult, a recent college graduate from Indiana, but she's moving to Washington, D.C., so a, a special welcome today, Caroline.
2: Hi, Father Brian. Thank you so much for having me.
1: Yeah, it's always a, a great, great blessing to have young adults who are alive in faith, who are growing in faith, and helping others to grow in faith. was what, your background? Tell me a little bit about growing up and your connection with faith in Indiana.
2: Absolutely. So I was born and raised in the Catholic Church. I'm grateful to come from A very devout family where we would pray together as a family after dinner, even if sometimes we all kind of reluctantly were praying the rosary. My mom always got us together, and we'd go to Mass together on Sundays. And I also went to Catholic grade school, so from second grade until eighth grade before going to a public high school and college. So growing up, I'm just so grateful because my faith has been something that's been important to me from as long as I can remember, which I just sometimes felt like an outcast for I felt kind of weird that it was something that I really cared about. I remember trying to lead a Bible study in eighth grade and nobody (laughs) showed up except my best friend. (laughs) Um, I always just had this desire to kind of bring other people into the faith and kind of share with them this relationship that I have with Jesus. But like I said, I I felt kind of outcasted. And so going into a public high school, it was kind of like, okay, well, My faith is important to me, but I want to make friends, so I'll just be, like, the nice girl, and I'll keep my faith to my activities at church and my youth group, and then I'll have, like, my separate nice Christian friends at school, so that way we don't have to get into any of those kind of controversial topics. So that's kind of what high school looked like for a long time, until I went on a confirmation retreat where we spent five days kind of just preparing for the sacrament, and I encountered college age women who are living out their Catholic faith so beautifully. And it was kind of the first time that I was able to see outside of my family, older women who weren't too much older than I was, really embracing everything that our world offered that was good, but also doing so in a sense from the perspective of the Catholic faith. And I just remember being so mesmerized by them and so encouraged to go out and be that woman to other people in my life. And so I immediately started to Lead retreats, or I began to help out on the confirmation retreat even years after that. And going into college, I just would always hold those women in my heart and be like, okay, this is who I want to be to the other people in my life. And so, my sophomore year of college, 2017, I began a blog on Instagram called The College Catholic, where I did just that. I just wanted to build a community of women and show that you can live out your faith while still enjoying college, and that it didn't have to be this crazy, this crazy thing, that it really was quite simple and joyful. And so, yeah, that has kind of just blossomed over the years, and it's so beautiful to see the way that God has just worked in my life in very simple ways. I don't have a crazy conversion story, but he has just been faithful all along.
1: Caroline, that's interesting because you can see how it's almost like you were saying, I want to be a witness to someone like me when I was in high school and, and yeah. the fact that how God used, how God uh, used others to affect you and how you're God's using you to reach out to others as well. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I'm so grateful for that witness. And I have three older sisters. So I've always had women in my life to look up to and they're all incredible and really strong in their faith. But there's just like something different about seeing someone that's really like only a couple of steps ahead of you. Like, I think that's something that I, really kind of pride myself on is that like I'm not years older than the woman that I'm ministering to and I, I don't have a theology degree. I'm not super qualified in that sense, but it's just mm-hmm. like the comfortability of, hey, look, I've been there. I'm walking alongside you. Like, let me be a friend. I feel like that approach is what kind of reached my heart. And so I feel like it's been most effective in reaching other women as well.
1: Share with me a little of your experience in college and just growing in faith in college because sometimes <laughs> navigating the waters, and did you have support of people around you? Was it more supportive Were you connected the Newman Center there in uh, Indiana?
2: Yeah, so I went to Ball State University, which is in Muncie, Indiana, and I was a little reluctant to go, but my parents were just really big supporters, and a large part of that was because they had such a great Newman Center. Yep. Two of my older sisters attended Ball State, and just had really great experiences. And so I did right away got involved. And I just kind of found that the people at the Newman Center weren't really my crowd. Like, they were really great and reconnected in the faith, but kind of extra, extracurricular activities or just interests, they just weren't aligning. And so I just didn't really find my place there. And so I actually ended up going through sorority recruitment, which I think sometimes people think sure. is kind of funny as a Catholic woman. And what we know the stereotype of a sorority girl is, quite different than Christian living, but at Ball State, I actually had known some women who went through that were really great, strong Catholics, and so I felt pretty confident that I could at least try it out, and if it wasn't for me, that's okay. but at least I tried. I'm just so grateful because immediately I felt accepted in my faith, and I felt like it was something I could talk about, and I just kind of had this pull on my heart that God was like, Caroline, like, this is the group of women that I want you to minister to, and so for the first couple of years years of college, I didn't really know what that looked like, and I kind of struggled. I did end up leading the first Greek Bible study with Focus at my university that mm-hmm. year. For the, for the past couple of years, they hadn't it, had it and So I was the freshman leading all these older girls, <laughs> so sophomores, juniors, even had a senior. Wow. And it was just kind of funny because I felt so unqualified. So it was a small community, but it was so great. There was like three women that would show up every week were just, my community and it was the best but kind of as college went on I just found that desire growing and growing and especially in kind of that Greek life community and so by the time I graduated it was crazy my senior year we had 25 women in wow. my Bible study who wow. came and just to see the ways that God was working in Greek life and giving women courage to come to events and kind of speak up about their faith and so yeah me too actually I am Catholic and it was even a great experience of me to learn, kind of like I shared earlier in high school, I was wanted to be seen as that like nice, friendly girl that was kind of afraid of the Catholic faith to like kind of stay on those Christian topics. As I became more confident in myself and in the knowledge that I had in the faith in college, I was able to kind of admit like, hey, I'm Catholic, I'm leading a Catholic Bible study. And now a woman who would respond with, oh yeah, I'm actually Catholic too. I would love to join. And so just finding the just the ability that we have to invite other people in with just our honesty and just living out our faith in our everyday life. It doesn't have to be something crazy. It really is just something so simple as an invitation.
1: I think it's fascinating how God can use, again, one person to affect the lives of those around us. And sometimes it just takes someone to have the initiative, and you were the one that said yes. Yeah. Your your, your yes for other people was like your yes to God, yes for other people is a very – you know, very Marian spirit or very just really Christian spirit to really say, yeah, I want to be that person and I can be that person for others. That's great. I didn't
2: always have the confidence, but as I kept going, God kept providing.
1: So That's right. So sometimes it's like taking those little baby steps. And then by the time you're a senior, you're like, okay, I got this. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. That's awesome. Carolyn. tell me about the background of your name.
2: Yeah, so when I was little, my mom told me that she had found a prayer card, like, you know, this whole prayer card you find in, like, topic shops that have your name and then a word and a description that kind of goes with it. And my mom claimed she found one that said Caroline describes as joy. And although I have not been able to kind of find anywhere on the internet a correlation or any other cards that say that, it was something that I still hold really close to my heart. I just kind of have more of a joyful disposition, and I think a lot of that comes from kind of that closeness that I've had with Christ from a very young age, but I think that really has given me the courage and the ability to kind of reach other people, too, because I think they see the joy, and even, I know that you can't see me, but I do have this, like, a large smile, and I love to smile, and I think that is really inviting to other people, and so it even has just been such a huge way that I've been able to minister to others, but just drawing people in, and then I was ask, like, yeah, why are you happy? Where does your joy come from? And being able to share with them, like, that true
1: source. When I was doing preparation, because I knew I'd be talking to you, I looked it up because I was like, Caroline, does that mean joy? Or was that something, like, made up? And I just Googled it, Caroline Joy, and it says, Caroline means joy or a song of happiness. And it's I was happy? like, that's great. You could have to send that I just to me. Googled the names, and I was like, that's great. <laughs> That's what Whoa. it came up in a little Google okay, search. So, so your, maybe your mom was uh, was uh, a little more accurate. So what a great <laughs> yeah. lesson. We are blessed to have you, Caroline. In the second segment, we're going to talk a little bit more of your, about your podcast, She Believed. What a great gift that the Lord used you to spread joy. So we're going to take a brief break. Uh, many blessings to you. I'm Father Brian Nolan for Catholic Baltimore.
3: Do you want to know more about what's going on in the church and the world than you can get from your daily newspaper or local TV? Read the only publication in the Archdiocese of Baltimore that covers the church full-time, The Catholic Review. Pick up the print magazine monthly at your parish or have The Catholic Review delivered to your home every month. You can get fresh news every day online at catholicreview.org. Subscribe to the Catholic Review e-newsletter for twice a week updates. Just text Media to 84576. Find our app on Apple and Android and follow the Catholic Review on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and Pinterest. Wherever your faith takes you, Catholic Review Media is ready to inspire, teach, inform and engage. Read it today in print and online at CatholicReview.org. That's CatholicReview.org. For
4: 143 years, New Cathedral Cemetery has served the needs of the Catholic community of Baltimore and Central Maryland. New Cathedral is the only cemetery owned by the Archdiocese of Baltimore and is the final resting place for many religious orders and famous citizens. 125 acres of rolling hills, trees, and beautiful monuments, the cemetery is an oasis of peace and tranquility and is located off Edmondson Avenue just outside of Catonsville visit us online at newcathedralcemetery.org, like us on Facebook at New Cathedral Cemetery Bonnie Bray, or call 410-566-7770.
0: You are listening to Catholic Baltimore on Talk Radio 680 WCBM.
1: Welcome back to Catholic Baltimore. My name is Father Brian Nolan. We have Caroline Rose Owens, and Caroline leads a podcast, She Believes. She's a young adult. She's a recent college graduate. Tell me about why you chose that name, She Believed, as your podcast.
2: Yeah, so Luke 145 has always been my go-to Bible passage. It's just been something that has come up in my life, I feel like, at some of the most pivotal moments. And I just love that like the Lord promises, like, blessed is she who believed. And just the comfort that I have found, and okay, like, God is going to fulfill his promises to me. I just need to, like, continue to believe in him, even when it seems so unlikely, and so I'm coming up with a name for the podcast, and I used to go by the College Catholic, and so when I graduated, it was kind of this big thing. Okay, well, I can't use that name for the podcast. I can't kind of use that name for me anymore, so where am I going to go from here, and I kind of turned the College Catholic into just Caroline Rose Owens, and that came from just realizing that over the years, like, I had put my identity in other things, even being in college, and God was slowly revealing to Caroline, like, I created you as you, and so kind of just living more fully into what it means to be Caroline Rose Owens, but the She Believed it's just something that stuck from the very beginning, and there's a beautiful ministry out there called Blessed Is She, and so it's a little hesitant to uh, sure use the, the term She Believed, so I was like, well, I don't want them to think I'm copying or anything like that, but after just a lot of prayer and trying to figure out like, okay, well, there's something else. I just kept coming back to this. And I'm really glad that I settled on it because yeah, this verse I think is just so beautiful and so hopeful and so applicable to my audience.
1: It says I listened to several podcasts and it says uh, you describe yourself as a spiritual cheerleader. Tell me more about that.
2: Yeah. So I I really love that. I was a cheerleader when I was younger and my dad just always loves to joke that as soon as I came out of the womb, I was cheering, I'm Caroline, I'm here. And so it's been kind of a, a running joke in my family because I'm just always the one that's, like, trying to hype everyone up, always really encouraging. And so I I just wanted this podcast to be something that people could listen to and be like, oh, yeah, I'm just turning this on and listening to my best friend and finding encouragement and feeling like someone's there cheering you along in your faith journey. And so I just I just stuck with that personal cheerleader. I think it's fun, and I think it really encompasses what I'm trying to do for people. Mm
5: -hmm.
1: Tell me about like the deeper inspirations. Is this something that just kind of came up before you started or something you've always wanted to do? Again, tell me more about the the backstory of starting the podcast.
2: So I was not very familiar with podcasts until the summer of 2019. I kind of like known a little bit about what they were back in high school, but just kind of thought it was for old people, as terrible as that sounds um and then I had a long commute to my summer internship in 2019 and so I was like all right I'll just test this out too what it's all about and I just got addicted I was like it felt like I was driving in the car for an hour just chatting with my friends and learning nothing like I just got so bored of listening to music that I felt like I was wasting all of this time and the podcast left me feeling like fulfilled and starting to think of like other things on my own and yeah, it really ended up leading me to prayer with some of the more religious podcasts I was listening to. And years prior to that and kind of as I came to the end of college and watching a lot of my friends in the same community that I am online producing really beautiful, tangible, creative work. I have a friend that makes beautiful rosaries on West Coast Topic, or I know people do great calligraphy and art, and I just don't have those tangible, creative skills. And I always mm-hmm. kind of thought in my life, like, oh, I'm not creative. But the podcast came, so when I was listening to all of these and feeling like, oh, actually, my one gift, not my one gift, but the gift that I feel most confident in is connecting with others and having that personal conversation. And it kind of clicked listening to these podcasts like, oh, this is an opportunity for me to do that on a broader scale. And it was there that I was like, okay, I feel like this is maybe where God is calling me. And so after a couple of months praying about it, doing some research. I hit that wall of like, this is what I need to do. But now fear's in the way. And I don't know if I can continue forward. Like, I'm not qualified going through all those things. Like, nobody's going to want to listen. I'm not wise enough to talk about any of these topics. But once I pushed back through that fear and kind of pressed forward and really was like, God, if you want me to do this, you've opened the doors. It just feels like a floodgate opened. And it's just been so neat to see the women that he's placed in front of me to share with my audience. And I really learned that This podcast isn't about me. It's not about me really sharing my story or the knowledge I have, but it's allowing me to be a platform to introduce women to other women that are living out the faith and giving them that encouragement of, hey, you're not alone in this. There's someone else there besides you. Yeah.
1: It's interesting. I listened to one of your podcasts, The Secret Behind Every Strong Leader, and it was uh, Rachel Ullman, who comes to my parish occasionally. <laughs> and I was like, no way. hey, that's Rachel. Yeah, I've known her for a long time. And I was like, hey, you're talking to someone who's, who I see. And t- tell me more about, it is a platform that's, that you can tell the style as you're interviewing others, you're, you're talking to people. What stood out to you uh, just from your podcast? It, it sounds like you get inspirations from the other people when you're interviewing them. Tell me more about that.
2: Oh, absolutely. So something that i really struggled with growing up was that I just, yeah, have a very simple story and a simple testimony, and I always felt like that was something that hindered me in my ministry and that I felt like I wasn't really equipped to lead others. But as I come to speak with other women, it's just been so neat to see that God has given us each such unique gift. And just because we don't have the same gift as another person doesn't mean that our story isn't worth sharing. And I just love another podcast, Claire Snarski. she leads the Catholic Feminist she kind of helped mentor me through starting this podcast, and she told me, like, hey, you don't need to have all the answers. That's why you bring on the experts to kind of help other people. Like, you are kind of just facilitating that conversation, and that's something that I really held on to, of kind of having that perspective of, like, I'm not here to really offer my my listeners anything besides being the one to kind of bring the conversation together, but I'm just sitting there alongside them learning just like they are, and I think that's something that has really benefited me and has connected me with my audience because it, it shows that I'm not some huge leader up there trying to tell them what to do, but it's, it's just a friend. Like I keep saying, learning besides them. And so goodness, I've learned so many, so many things. We talked about all different things from kind of beauty and fashion and how do you live out your authentic femininity to chastity and what does emotional virtue look like and how far is too far or, Yeah, how to be a strong leader and what it takes to kind of be a woman in the Catholic church and in our world and how do you live that out. And so, yeah, there's just so much. I don't know if I could even pick one thing that I feel like I've really learned. I think the overall theme, though, is that we all have a story to share and that no matter what you think is too big or too small, that it has the ability to impact someone else as long as you're sharing it in a way of showing, like, look how the ways that God is working
1: in my life. Yeah, the fact that you're kind of opening doors so people can hear stories of other people to say, hey, they're talking about this, or here's, like you said, whether well, they're an expert in the area or they've thought a lot about these things and they get to share it. Yeah, you're kind of opening windows for people to be able to see and kind of be part of a conversation. That's the, one of the gifts of podcasts itself. What podcasts do you listen to that encourage you and support you in your faith?
2: Yeah, so the first two that I started listening to that summer of 2019 that started those wheels that, oh, maybe I should start a podcast was Abiding Together, that is a really beautiful Catholic podcast for women and men of all ages. And that's Sister Miriam and Michelle Benzinger and Heather Kim. And they kind of just chat and bring on different guests. And it's really beautiful and very insightful. And then I also have the She Podcast by Jordan Lee Dooley. She is a Christian author and speaker. And it was kind of recognizing like kind of the difference between these two that made me feel like, oh, there's kind of a gap that's missing of young Catholic women talking about these things because Jordan does non-denominational dividing together. is Catholic, but it's kind of more for older audiences or kind of just more of a range. And so it was these two that I kind of took inspiration of merging them together, and that's kind of what Born she believed. So I would highly recommend those two. The Culture Project also has a really great podcast out there that kind of talks about some of the things of that I mentioned earlier with chastity and emotional virtue, the Catholic feminist with Claire, like I mentioned, and then the Heart and Hustle, that's not as religious. They have a Christian background, but they do a lot of business and how to use social media to expand your business and network, et cetera. And so I always really enjoy that one and kind of getting some tips of growing my audience, growing the roots of the podcast, et cetera.
4: Right.
1: What advice, obviously, we're in quarantine and everyone kind of in quarantine. What advice would you have to young adults during this time, especially when it's just easy to be isolated or potentially lose some hope of what's normalcy in the young adult world going to be for us? Do you have any, any little words of encouragement for them?
2: Yeah, so I, I think the biggest thing is community. If in this time of isolation, we're missing being able to go to Bible study or going to theology on tap or all these things that we would do to connect with people. And it's so important that we don't lose that. It's going to look different. So maybe you're doing Theology on Tap. I know they do some great nationwide ones via Zoom. Or if you continue to do Bible study online, I would say don't lose that community. And if you don't have it, then you can start it yourself. And as daunting as that sounds, you have what it takes to do it right now. And if you are desiring something and you don't see someone doing it, that is just an opportunity for you to step up and for you to minister to the people in your life for something that you desire, because there's obviously probably someone else out there that has the same desires but doesn't have the courage to do it. So I would say if there's anything on your heart or a place in ministry that you feel like is lacking, don't be afraid or don't believe the lie that you're unequipped to do so, because I did. I did at one point, and I had a -hmm. lot of fear stepping into it, but I'm just so grateful now that that gap that I saw, that stepping into it, has blessed not only my life but so many others. During it, so I think just taking advantage of this time and just kind of recognizing where the Lord's calling you to to serve. Yes,
1: yeah, so it is that mystery of how college uh, women were a good influence on you in high school. Now you're doing it for others, and for our listeners, maybe God's calling you to do something in particular, especially young adult listeners or or young people listeners. So what a great blessing. So whether you're young adult listening, if you're if you're a parent or a grandparent, and you have. Young adult women who would love to listen to a great broadcast—it's "She Believed." She Believed is the podcast. And tell them more. How can people? How do they uh, look that up?
2: Absolutely. So you can go anywhere that you listen to podcasts, of so Apple Podcast, Spotify, and as long as you type in "She Believed," you could also type in my name, Caroline Rose Owens, and it'll pop up. If you're on social media, you can find me on Instagram at Caroline Rose Owens. And I have the link right there in my bio if you just kind of want a quick, easy find. And I also have a website that you can access everything on, which is carolineroseowens.com. So everything's very uniform. If you just remember Caroline Rose Owens, you will be good to go.
1: Wonderful. Well, thank you for coming on. And many blessings to you, Caroline Rose Owens, and She Believes the Podcast. Please tune in. Blessings to you. And I'm Father Brian Nolan for Catholic Baltimore. May God bless you. Stay
2: up to date on all the latest developments concerning the coronavirus pandemic by visiting archbalt.org slash coronavirus. There you'll find all the latest news, ways of watching masses online, opportunities for prayer requests and memorializing loved ones and much more. Once again, that address is archbalt.org slash coronavirus.
5: Life can be hard, and at times we feel overwhelmed and alone. When faced with problems, know that there is a group of Catholics who are part of the prayer ministry of the Archdiocese of Baltimore waiting to lift you and your needs to God in prayer. THIS MINISTRY IS COMPRISED OF MEN AND WOMEN, YOUNG AND OLD, RELIGIOUS AND LAY, FROM EVERY ETHNIC AND CULTURAL BACKGROUND. THEY PRAY AS INDIVIDUALS AND IN GROUPS, IN HOMES AND MEETING SPACES THROUGHOUT BALTIMORE. LIKE YOU, THEY ARE PEOPLE WHO HAVE SUFFERED THE SAME HURTS, FEARS, PAINS, SICKNESS, LOSS, AND EVERYDAY BURDENS. LEARN MORE ABOUT THIS MINISTRY BY VISITING OUR WEBSITE AT WWW.ARCHBALT.COM. If you are in need of prayer, send your prayer request to prayers at archbalt.org or by phone to 410-547-5517. Would you like to volunteer to be a part of the ministry? Prayer ministers are always needed. Please call or email our coordinator, who would be happy to speak with you.
3: Child abuse is not only a crime, it's also a sin. The Archdiocese of Baltimore has long made the protection of children a leading priority in its parishes, schools, and other ministries. The Archdiocese seeks to keep kids safe through rigorous training and background checks and by implementing a zero tolerance policy for anyone credibly accused of abusing a child. For more information about the Archdiocese's efforts to keep our children safe, please visit www.archbalt.org.